TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy, White, and Colton. However, Colton's not feeling well today, so we have a... Special guest, Doug Reeves with the uh, appraisal shop, is here to talk football and a bunch of real estate with us and everything else. But this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. If you need to get a hold of me or would love to hear anything about what we talk about today, you can go to loansfromtroy.com or you can reach out to me at 855-299-HOME. So we had a big weekend in professional football last weekend. We did. Big weekend. The Texans win, Cowboys don't. Cow- yeah, yeah. Texans won big. They won big. They won big. So uh, what do you think about the Falcons? Is that is that a solid win? I thought they were. I mean, it's, it's, wait, Falcons are, they're not bad, but they're not good. But 53 to 32, I think that's a pretty good showing. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, hey, Matty Ice is my quarterback for Fantasy Football League, so he still did well. So I'm good. Yes, yeah. yes. And so what do you, what did you think about that game? I like the Dirty Birds. I think they're underperforming since Shanahan left. Did Shanahan play at Texas or coach at Texas? Uh, he was a quarterback he, coach or he, something. He, right? he, but he was also uh, played here. He played here during the Chris Sims era. Yeah. Yes, he, and uh, he was right. one of the ones that got the tattoo that everybody talked about, the little group of tattoos, uh, Chris Sims, Kyle Shanahan. 49ers are kicking it. Yes. They are doing really good under him. Oh, so yeah. So I'm real pleased for him. 49ers. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did really well, actually. But, uh, yeah, you're talking about the Cowboys now. Oh, man. Well, but, you know, he brings up something because it is, I don't know if y'all don't know this, but today's Texas OU. You know, so yeah. it's a big football day oh, it's for a us. big day. You know, and so the Texas 49ers. A&M, Alabama, too. Yes, wow. but the 49ers did the, the Longhorn Nation a good solid by beating down Baker Mayfield. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, did that? <laughs> they, did, they did the Longhorn oh, Nation a wow. solid, you know. just They just beat him down. I mean, oh. it, every time he thought he was about to have some success, they beat him down. Oh, yeah. No. Yes, and, and as a Longhorn uh, fan and you know everything else that goes with that. I thoroughly enjoyed that game, <laughs> yes. even though he's a local boy. He you is. know, but he he has taken on the persona of what we call Sooners, which mm. is you yeah. know, well, it is that week. So you know, we all know what a Sooner is. I mean, you know, it's it's well known for their you know. Never mind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You he's know, about to <laughs> I'm about to just roll it right <laughs> out there. Oh, but, it goes um, so it you know, but deep. He, it goes deep. And so he he took that and enjoyed it and became part of it because every yeah. time he played in the Texas OU game, he would run down all the way across the stadium, get right in front of the band and just, you know, kind of say some few words to the band, flash the horns down, do all sorts of things. So he enjoys being a non-Austin person. So therefore, I enjoyed him looking very poor on Sunday <laughs> Night Football or Monday Night Football. Yes, I enjoyed that very much. Poor Baker Mayfield. Yes, you know. Um, but, well, you know. What about the Cowboys? What do you think about the So, another loss. You know, what? it's kind of, and I heard a funny stat. It's uh, Dak Prescott. 
Prescott is five and eleven against teams with a winning record. We Ooh, talk about right, his winning right, record. Right. We talk sure, about how sure. he, you know, he because he wants thirty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wants thirty five million, and he's not getting it. And he came out really well, threw the ball really well, looked good for three games, but none of those teams were very good. And then all of a sudden he played a team with a winning record, and he he looked terrible. Then he played another team with a winning record. Now he looked good in the second half, but at that point I, I don't know. I mean, was Green Bay so far out in front that they didn't care anymore that they you know they could give them because it was thirty four to right. ten at one point, um, and then it be ended up being what thirty four twenty four. You know I was traveling on Sunday, so I missed a little bit of the game and kind of had to watch it here and there. Sure, um, but it was it uh, it was very deep. Thought. Well, I tell you, I mean, uh, Witten, obviously. Um, he looks good. He yes. He looks, looks good. Yeah. But, you know, his interception last week. But but uh, running back, Zeke, I mean, not looking too good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, now they don't. He has no motivation. He's already getting paid a lot of well, money, I guess. I don't know. I think everybody's decided that Zeke's not going to beat them. And that, you know, yes, Dak looked good. They'll shut it down. And so we're just going to shut Zeke down and see what Dak can do. And apparently, unless Amari Cooper is open, Dak can't do much. Right. Is what it's appearing. So again, you know what? This is the NFL. You play a couple of games, you lose you know, you don't lose so well. You get who do they get this week? They play uh You're talking about uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys have a pretty easy game this week. Get their confidence back. Yeah, and then they get a bye week, and then this is the Eagles. So, you know, they could, you know, be four and two, and that four and two in the NFL is a good record. They'll still be in the playoff hunt if they can pull it together, but yeah. and so, then yeah, so they're they're playing the Jets, the Jets, oh, yes, the J E T E S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I'll predict a win there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they get a you know, they get a a week, a little a, bit of a reprieve. Yeah, and then they have a bye, and then it's and then it's the Eagles, and then it becomes time to just see who they are. And so we'll see. I mean, they've been exposed. You know, they came out with their off season changes, and they had ran through the through the some poor teams, and were exposed in the fourth game. That's right. And they haven't made a whole lot of changes, and we'll see. Well, we have some other big games happening today just besides Texas OU. Mm-hmm. We have Alabama and, and the Aggies. Uh, yes. What do you think about that game? You know, uh, I don't think there's any chance that Alabama can win. Oh, that Alabama can win? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, oh, let's put some money on this. Sorry. How much did you want to put on this? Let me rephrase it. I don't think there's any chance that Alabama I got $100 can lose. in my pocket right now. <laughs> you know, uh, and, you know, he's the Aggie of the two, yeah, right? Well, I was going to take fly. the under, but now I'm taking that one. I yeah. love my Aggies. Yeah. My parents went there again uh, yeah. and, and yeah. born and raised in Austin, but I do love my Aggies. I also like the Longhorns as well. Yeah. So, Yeah, I don't think there's any way that Alabama can lose. Um, no. I just don't. But... I don't think that's as important because everybody's expecting this. And so what does it take to to be better? Because, you know, now that Auburn's lost, um, the loss against Auburn means less, you know. Right. You know, and uh, after tonight, uh, you know, when LSU just puts a beat down on Florida, the, the, the Florida win against Auburn doesn't mean as much. So that Auburn loss is going to mean a whole lot less. Um, oh, yeah, if you're wondering which way I'm going on that, I think LSU's just going to destroy LSU's Florida. LSU's is looking good. Um, you know, so I think that I think that a good showing, The you know, we've got a 17-point spread, over-unders at 61. Uh, I think I think a 10-point game. I think a 10-point game is a win for the Aggies. I think, I think a solid uh, defensive showing and a 10-point game is is a good showing I think, for the Aggies. I think they've, I think they've ex, you know, excelled 
yeah. at that. That's right. that. In my opinion, that's a that's a you played above yourself. Right. I think they can do that at Kyle Field, but I'll take okay. the under. Right. Yeah. So you're gonna take the under yeah, for that. I'm take the under. So Kyle Field, you know, and I was we were talking a little bit earlier, but uh, you know, a lot of the sportscasters are saying Kyle Field is not that. Dominant of a force anymore because they don't win that much at home anymore. These big games, the big games, the big games, big games. You're big right. Games at home, and so is that a factor? I think they've just been outmatched. Those they're, are tough teams. Coming you know, there. you know, and everybody's they're right. talking. Clemson, yeah, they're talking yeah. about Clemson. Clemson. They're, they're, they're you know, Auburn. but Clemson's Auburn was Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clemson. They're Alabama. Auburn's and Auburn's a good team. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It's just that there's a there. In my opinion, it's like LSU, Alabama. Um. And everybody else. I mean, I'm Georgia. trying to think. Georgia, you know, I've watched some Georgia football, and right. and you know, and I, they're a good team, but I think they're in that second group. You Unde- know, undefeated SMU. You know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, I, but I think they're. I think Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma are kind of in that group. Sure. But but I think honestly, think I think Alabama and right now Alabama and LSU are the are the teams. If Texas wins out though, but Texas in that as well, right? You know, but. You know, Texas in this state, Texas could win out. And if LSU wins out, then Alabama gets in as a one loss. And right. then who knows? You know, so, yeah. you know, but like I said, I think those, I think everybody else is jockeying for position in a playoff. I think it's LSU and Alabama, and they're going to decide. Yeah. And then that's it. And then, and I'm of the opinion that once they decide, it's over. You you have your chances. Is your playoff? Yes, it was in you know late October and not in you know late De- or you know early December. But you had your chance. It's like last year with Georgia. You had your chance. But um, you have been listening to the home team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton, and actually, of course, Doug. And uh, if you have any questions about anything you've heard today, please reach out to us from loansfromtroy.com. You can also call me. It's eight five five. 299 home and definitely definitely go to our facebook and give us a like or comment at the home team 512 tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton. We have our special guest today, Doug, from the appraisal shop. Now, this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. And if you have anything you have any questions about, reach out to us on our Facebook page at The Home Team 512. You can definitely go to my website, which is loansfromtroy.com, or you can give me a call at 855-299-HOME. You know, so we invited Doug here. I've been trying to get Doug here for like a month, everybody. Uh, if you'd known, appraisals Maybe. are pretty busy right know, now. Yeah. The market's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know, we did talk about that, yeah. about how appraisals are running back. But I've been trying to get him. He's always busy. Yeah, right. And, uh, but we've been trying to get him in here because this is an important topic for people. You Very know, important. This whole section is about real estate in Austin, Texas. And, and one of the biggest magical things 
is an appraisal in our market. And nobody really understands anything about it. I've been doing it a long time. And all I know is to look at some adjustments. And if they're really big, call and complain. If they're not, the appraisal's good. That's kind of all I know. Um, and uh, I know that the first comparable is way more important than the last comparable. And that's about all I know about an appraisal. You know, and so, but we want people, you know, we got a lot of people that are thinking about selling their houses. A lot of people thinking about buying their house, listening to this show right now. When they, when a seller is, is, house has gone under contract yes, sir. and uh, they go to sell the home one of the things the appraiser so the appraiser contacts i'm assuming you're the appraiser you contact the listing agent and he contacts a, a seller and says Typically. hey yeah we'll be here at 10 tomorrow what what basic things should the seller do to help the house appraise better is that i don't know if that's the right way to say it well i can't speak for all appraisers but i think the general impression would be the same as for anybody um you know you, it's hard to detract value or clutter or something like that because that's <laughs> going to be removed right? sure they sell right. it and it's going to be cleaned and made ready but obviously a general impression would be nice if it was clean and neat um but condition is real important too so if there's minor things you can do to clean up the house and, and do condition things like paint or minor things then i would i would certainly recommend it but your realtor is going to have looked at those kind of things and should be advising as to what they think is most appropriate for that particular market niche. Each niche is going to be different. So what a $2 million house needs versus what a $200,000 house needs would be very, very, very different. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to him being on here because I have so many questions <laughs> yeah. I want to ask. Be nice. I, yeah. I do. I have so many questions because it's hard to get all of y'all. Yeah. For one, a lot of times, and just let people know, a lot of times y'all are in appraisal networks, and so that you, you kind of get selected um, by a random type selection. Is that correct? Well, yes, absolutely. But I think the real reason why people have a hard time talking to appraisers has to do with the confidentiality standard of our practice. Sure. In other words, if I'm writing an appraisal for you, and you're my client, it would not be appropriate for me to discuss that appraisal with somebody right. who was not my client. Right. And for for how we perceive it, mostly it's just purchase transactions, but appraisals go way beyond that into all kinds of litigation mm -hmm. and things like that. And the standards apply across the board for all appraisers, no matter what kind of assignment they're doing, but you can see why confidentiality would be so important. And so appraisers are loath to pick up the phone and answer questions of somebody, let's say a listing agent, would not necessarily be the client. The client is really going to be Troy, the mm -hmm. lender, and that's who the appraisal's written for. And so when the listing agent calls, even the borrower, mm -hmm. often this is they pay for the appraisal, they're not really the client. They may be an intended user, but they're going to call over and ask questions, and it would be inappropriate for me to even tell them when the appraisal would be delivered prior to Troy knowing about it as he's the client. So it's Fair just enough. an inappropriate thing that most people are asking they're not really understanding. Do you ever why. say I can I can neither confirm or deny? <laughs> we say that we will call your client and ask them if it's okay if we chat with you about this. But that is one of the weirdest yeah. things about appraisers, simply sure. confidentiality and so that's why they're hard to get in touch with. All right. Sometimes. Yeah, you know, I've always uh, classified appraisals in my head as a as a mathematical art. Um, and that two appraisers can both look at the same property um, in the same market and come up with two different numbers because it is of that, you know, because if I walk into a house and, you know, um, and there's, you know, I don't know, dog poop on the living room floor, I, I, it's hard for me to give that house full value. I'm just, you know. 
you have livestock animals running Live through your house, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's gonna be hard. You know, it, it, we're giggling, but I've, I mean, I, you should see some of the pictures over the decades that I have seen of appraisals of what people do inside their house, and, and you know, right. I, and again, I'm not judging in anything like that, but imagine what appraisers deal with in Colorado. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, how do they actually approach that and disclose that? You're talking about uh, growing things in their house? Absolutely. Okay. And so they, they have, they're kind of caught in the middle. But I think a yeah. couple of things that would be yeah. helpful to talk about would be the dollar per square foot mm-hmm. mechanism that most people okay. use to value yeah, homes. Be, mm-hmm. And I've been trying to explain why that doesn't translate to uh, bank appraisals for so long. And Troy actually gave me the, the best euphemism that you could ever I've ever heard, which is it's like buying a car by the pound <laughs> if you try to value, value your house dollar per square foot because it just doesn't have the detail necessary. That makes sense, yeah. I used to say it's like doing architectural plans with a crayon, but I think that might not be as polite as, as saying kind of the buying. same thing. It just doesn't have the detail. And so when people say one of the favorite things they ask appraisers is how much is a pool worth? <laughs> right. Well, are you making fun of me? Okay, okay that, was, making, that was in my question yeah. book. Did, <laughs> you, did you look at my list? <laughs> did all, you look at my list? Well, it's cert, a pool would certainly not be worth three dollars and fifteen cents a square foot. Nobody, nobody values sure. a pool that way. No mm-hmm. homeowner, even a seller or listing agent. So, appraisers tend to use a, a, a different methodology, which is actually adjusting for each line item, each thing that adds contributory value, in a dollar a full dollar amount that they think is a market reaction. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see adjustments like 20, 25,000, 30,000. And but you do take in consideration uh, one has updated uh, um uh tile and 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 marble and the other one has formica. Those things are considered, is that a- correct? Absolutely. Okay. But it wouldn't be a, a dollar per square foot cuz that's not really attributed it to does, the it dollar doesn't per make sense in, in, in that neighborhood. Makes, yeah, it sense. would be the best thing that homeowners can do is to truly look at sales ahead of time that would support what they're trying to sell their house for rather than simply one of the other problems we have is Zillow and the, <laughs> and, and and Phantom in Texas is non-disclosure. Sure. So there's a lot of um, transfers that go on that people see that are never really MLS reported comparable sales. And that's what you need to be looking at. Now I have a question I've been wanting to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking for you to come on. So you see a lot of times these, these people are, are flipping these houses or or taking houses and knocking them down all together and building a new one. Mm-hmm. A lot in seven eight seven zero four Terrytown, East Austin for sure. <clears throat> and they knock them down. They put a one point five million dollar, you know, three three story high rise or uh, condo, minimum, yep, um, and or just a home. And I know that they're not appraising for the the, the area around. Do you find that happen quite a bit, or are they appraising now because there's so many built? Well, you know, one of the things that everybody's always said about there's three main things to real estate, right? Right. Location, location, location. And when homeowners look and they say, well, somebody tore down a house in Terrytown and they built a $1.5 million house, so I'm going to do that in my neighborhood. That's <laughs> right, where that, the that's problem really sense. happens. In yeah. Terrytown, that's obviously appropriate. And as long as you see that there are sales that have sold for that much in the same square foot and quality, then, you, then you're then you okay. Uh, Zilker Park. Um, what's, mm-hmm. what's one of the largest numbers under appraised value that you've seen? Oh, did I put you on the spot? <laughs> I mean, you you've we've seen them a hundred thousand, but 100, but yeah. sometimes what people are saying underappraised, they could be they could be referring to them trying to do a cash out refi on their house, right? And what they thought their house mm-hmm. was worth, yeah. And then they say it appraised a hundred thousand yeah. low, and your question is low from what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my next question. Is <laughs> yeah. so tax appraised value? How often do you see that change? Because a lot of people, like my parents, for instance, that happened to them, 
their garage was considered a portion of their square footage and were paying taxes on that for 20 years. I think Do you see that quite a bit? Square footage discrepancies are a big problem mm-hmm. and misreporting even in the MLS is yeah. is a problem with that because everybody wants they think if they throw a window unit in a garage and throw some carpet down, <laughs> now that's a that's living area, but, right? But be just, well, I had remember you ahead. you praised my house. I had that closet in that built in. Why wasn't that a room? You did. <laughs> <laughs> so, but nonetheless, tax value. Do you see that being a lot different? I think they're are, very aggressive now. Are they? Are oh, they better? Yeah. They're are they extremely better? aggressive, and they're and they're they're holding to their numbers now. Obviously, if you go down down there with good data mm-hmm. and i think if you get an appraisal or if you've just bought your house recently and you provide the hud or some reasonable effort and you go through and you can actually you can go to arbitration mm-hmm. if if but they're you know they're being aggressive and and then they'll listen to reason i think but you now, have do, you, to have do you measure the house too when you go appraise it or you do for a bank appraisal okay. Okay. that's that's generally what's expected okay sometimes very complicated houses you can rely on blueprints but your client would need to know that that's what you were doing and you need to disclose okay fair enough yeah most definitely you know it's like um the travis county has had the highest number of protests this year than it's ever had before um so you know they're being like you said they're being you know that's a polite way as he said they're being aggressive the, the taxing the county which means they're going after every single tax dollar they can right now from the homeowners is what that meant and it's a very polite way of saying that but you know to me i would refer the county's gouging its people it's the way i would have put it personally you know because y'all know it's less polite as I <laughs> yes. say that. you know i own eight polite. properties in these two counties <laughs> so yes they're gouging their you know their constituents this is whatever you want to call it they're there and it's like huddo literally just announced a 22 and a half percent increase in property taxes well, that's williamson county and they're even more aggressive right yes they literally come out but they've been with, growing fast yes so. yes so and you have to pay for that growth. yes that's what huddo says is that yeah. they're paying for the growth and everything else you know and and you know as far as for the appraisal you know you know just to kind of finalize up on that the the most important thing uh you would you would tell a seller hey your house is being appraised tomorrow this know your square footage because there's so many different types of designs now with accessory dwelling units, meaning little guest houses, garage apartments, and know that those aren't necessarily going to be looked at as actual living area. They're going to be looked at mm-hmm. as an ancillary unit of some sort. So know for a fact what your square, your or be confident in your mm-hmm. square footage and definitely make sure that your listing agent is showing you comps that a disinterested party would look at and say, this applies. This is the closest thing to me because you're never going to get something exact. Stay in your location, stay with the most similar you can, and then obviously you can go. F- you can shoot for whatever you think is appropriate. And and in this market with the undersupply, you're going to probably be at the upper. You're going to get an offer near the upper range. Outstanding, outstanding. And you've been listening to the Home Team with Troy White and Colton, and of course Doug with the Appraisal Shop. And we'll be back in a few minutes to talk money. It's been a- After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.
Get breaking news and headlines in your email. Email it. Become a Talk Insider at Talk1370.com. Talk1370, the right choice. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton. And, of course, our special guest, Doug Reeves from The Appraisal Shop. This segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. If you hear anything that you'd like to find out more about, reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or 855-299-HOME. And definitely stop by our Facebook page and give us a like at The Home Team 512. And this segment is, this is we've talked about this a bunch. This segment, for me personally, is the most important one. Because I believe that everybody has an opportunity just because they were fortunate enough to be born in the United States. Plain and simple. I believe that deep down in my soul. And uh, so we talk about personal money. And I think a lot of people are, are, are led astray because, one, their parents didn't understand finances, so they weren't taught it well growing up. And two, there's just a lot of information out there now. You know, I mean, you know, look at us. You know, you can just kind of jump out there and just start giving information. And, and so you, you don't know if it's right or not. So you start to follow and you can follow some other things. And that's what brought us to this topic today. I've been listening and hearing and kind of reaching. And, and there's so many people out there that are talking, hey, you've got to do real estate investment, real estate investment. That's the only way to go. And then these other people are saying, no, you've got to put your money in the stock market. You've got to put your money in the stock market. Don't do real estate. You know, and then you're don't do stock market. And you're hearing a lot of this back and forth and stuff like that. And, you know, and it's one of those things like uh, do an IRA, do a 401k, do, you know, all of these things. And I'm just a firm believer that it doesn't matter really which one you do. Just do something. But shouldn't you do a Roth or what? That? Probably the first anyway, because that's one of the easiest. It's, you know, Roth and IRAs are, are easy, easy, easy. The difference between the two is Roth, you are taxed on the money. When Bef- you bring it out. Before you put it in. So if you're going right. to put five grand in, you've paid taxes on that five grand, right? But everything that grows inside the Roth is tax-free. So if you put five grand in and it's worth 6000 you can pull your five grand out and not be penalized on it because you've already paid taxes. You just keep the tax-deferred mm. part in there. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. now the traditional IRA is different. So you put it in there and you aren't taxed on it. So if you put $5,000 in there and you're, and you're in a tax bracket of 25%, you know, you save that money at the end, you get that back on your tax returns. And but everything that grows is tax-deferred until you start to pull it out at 59 and a half. But if you're at a company who's matching, then that's like a no-brainer. Yes, you 401ks. Should... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's number one for me, 401k. You yeah. should, if you are doing anything you should be putting money in 401k because it's locked up for retirement there's a huge penalty so you really got to need it sure. and if you really need to dip your 401k you probably haven't been doing all the other things we suggest um so you know just you know basically just a 10 percent uh, and there was a number i read it if you start investing 10 percent uh at a four percent return at the age of 23 you only need to make 39000 to have well over a million dollars in retirement. Now, hold on. Too late for me. Too late. That's what right. I was about to say. I was like, thanks. Yesterday I could have done that, huh? Well, yes. Or last, you know, last year for me, I was 23. Now I'm playing. I'm 43 years old. So what about us 43-year-olds and what have you that are jumping in? I mean, what's- Well, you, you need a more aggressive plan, 7%. Um, you, 7% return. Uh, you need to be putting the full 15% in there. And you need a job that's worth about 75000 75000 Mm-hmm. 
and and to to get that money. Oh, I gotta get in the one ad. Yeah, store. that's why you need to start tomorrow. That's okay. why you need to start ASAP. I'm a big proponent of real estate. Yes. Well, I, anyone can invest yes. in real estate, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take. We've talked a lot about it on the show, mm-hmm. but well, uh, think about it. Think about the the way that the amount of money now that is required to be put down. How much <clears> could you get in with a if you were to purchase a property as as your Occupant. Yeah, primary residence. I mean, we have down payment assistance programs that, that could cover your down payment, but t- traditionally it's 3% or 3.5% is kind of that minimum. And if you look at the return on that kind of investment that, that you get maybe three or four years down the road when you sold the property and the tax, uh, if it's your homestead and you're, you're going to pay no taxes on the first $500,000 in gains if you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, I know 1370 has a has a show that's Lifestyles Unlimited where they mm-hmm. talk about investment properties and all the tax, the ways you can divert defer tax on that. And also it allows you, obviously it's been good to me because that's my profession and I'm in it. Mm-hmm. But if you know your neighborhood, and, and this way rather than investing in real estate or stocks that you don't really understand and you stay close to home with it where you know what you're doing now you can use a little bit of your own knowledge and your own sweat equity mm-hmm. sure. to absolutely clean up clean up a house fix up a house you know it's a good area you know that it's growing you know the things that are happening they're putting in an heb over here and they're doing these things like they're putting that new heb down south of old torf mm-hmm. oh that's right There's some yeah. people buying down there yeah. and i'm just saying that you can use a little bit of your local knowledge and and a little bit of your hard work and sweat equity that you don't really get when you start investing in stocks especially if you now you're work. talking about uh having tenants and stuff this isn't just your homestead this is renting out homes so or... let's say you buy a house mm-hmm. and then in one year you decide you want to buy another one is that a problem no it's not um you know it one year's regressive but two years i tell everybody two years but one year's not i mean it's within the the so let's say two years that's when you're able to take advantage of the of the stock of of the tax right uh where you're paying no tax on any gains and so if you were doing it like that every couple years somebody could build up quite without putting a lot of money into it Guys, and you're I living want, in the home at the same time. I just and want everybody to know that he has not listened to our show. So everything that he's saying sounds exactly You've like stuff said we've it. said. <laughs> I just, that's how important. I heard it last week. Yeah, yeah, you should have said he listens to the show he learned from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, on, but it's just. It's, it's all because of you, Troy. Yeah, it's just, but this, I believe exactly what he's saying. Y'all know that I'm more on the, the real, real estate side, side 100%. Um, I it, I like the real estate for exactly what he said. Because, but you got to do your 401k and your matching and stuff. Right. But, you're, but you're saying that you don't go for stocks as well? I, no, I do, but I but the first thing I did was real estate. So once I kind of got, you know, it's like my thought process was 10, 10 sources of income, 10 rental properties. So I have four, fourplex, duplex, couple single families, total of 10 rental incomes. Once I got to that point, then I started investing in stocks and stuff like that. But I got the homes first because Me too. I believe that the home is just like what he said. Right. And, you know, it kind of got me all excited and everything. If I sound like I'm talking faster, it's because I am. Um, <laughs> you know, it got me all excited because I believe that, you know, we don't know what Nike's going to do. Right. We don't know what Under Armour's going to do. You know, they're good companies. They've being, been around. But that being said, we don't know what the the uh, real estate is going to do as well. We've had some some busts and some what have you in the 80s and have you. Absolutely. So that makes people scared. But you're saying but look at but the you prices. always can hold that particular property until it goes back up. Exactly. In 2008, mm-hmm. every single property here lost tremendous amounts of value. And the 2007, 2008 was the highest value this area. Every property now is worth more than it ever was in 2008. Every property. I think you limit some of your exposure mm-hmm. if you're not uh, overly aggressive or too um, going for the upper end of the properties, investing in million-dollar properties mm-hmm. or building million-dollar houses. I think if you stay below the predominant value 
or in that range, I think you can really limit your exposure. What really is your exposure when you put three and a half percent down? Well, how you've explained it though makes a lot of sense too, because you're going to be living in the home. So you're mm-hmm. saying live in it two years, upgrade it, um, go ahead and remodel it, sell it for more than what you bought it for, and with, then move with, up with no tax, with no tax, no tax, right. no tax, no at, tax all. at all. Or, and when you sell your fact, stocks, if it's anytime, an investment property. Fifteen percent. So it's. Ba- I mean, even if yeah. you're paying the the dividend, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's fifteen percent. Yeah, that's games. better than what you're gonna. But get. like in Troy's instance, you know, to where you're saying move in, he's he's buying and, and, and leasing out and has tenants as well. Yes. And and is that still going to be problematic if if the bottom drops out or or? Well, so here's what happened in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. When the when as we, why it so elegantly put it, the bottom dropped out. Well, what what increased? Rentals. R- rentals increased because That's people right. so could hedging in a, in a people lot of ways. People could buy a home. Yeah. They and just you can hedge. Yeah. So you're in that house and you can make a decision based on the market conditions at that time. Do I want to buy a new house and rent the one that I owned or do I want to sell the one I owned because I can make so much money on it and roll it into a slightly bigger house? So you do have options. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you, if you, if you Absolutely. are smart and practical about it. Yeah, most definitely. But, you know, and like I'm totally on that side of I believe that's the first one. But the, I think the most important thing is, is it doesn't matter if you're not because if you're not saving now, you need to do something. Well, fundamentally, it should be your first thing because it could be a home that you lived in. Right. With And taking advantage of those kind of interest rates. What are the interest rates like? I mean, Oh my right gosh, now. low threes. I mean, low, th- yeah. yeah. Are they low threes? Yeah. That's nice. So low threes with 5% Wait. down. I mean, many people can get a house and make a huge investment that would be way different than them having to put a whole bunch of money into the stock market for that same kind so of So if you thing. want to buy a house, go ahead and find one that you could probably remodel and, and, and model and up afford. so you can make some money and that you can afford. Yep. Um, that would be instead of going to a high price uh, neighborhood somewhere else, although you do gain sometimes, you go into a brand new neighborhood as well. Well, in two years, you can gain. One of the worst places that for for investing in in real estate is is in areas where there's lots of vacant land around and lots of new construction. So I would recommend an established neighborhood that's up and coming. Maybe it's next to a really good neighborhood. So like in my, I'll give you an example. Everybody knows where Crestview is. Mm-hmm. If you cross at a certain point, once you cross Anderson Lane, then suddenly the price drops considerably into North Allendale or Wooten. Mm-hmm. If you can get in those kind of areas and you know that the growth is coming, you know all of the all of the people are moving it and it's going to keep growing, then you can get in those up-and-coming neighborhoods at a little bit better price point, take your two years, fix it up, and then the price point gets there. That's a great strategy Yes, with and, help from a realtor. Yeah, there's a, a, a newspaper. They still have them, everyone. There's a newspaper. <laughs> oh, you go pick it up outside <laughs> yeah, your house? The kind of Community Impact. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Love that. And the, free. Yes, gra- it's free. It's got the information, and that's what they're looking for. Hey, where's the next you know, major development coming and stuff like that. So if you're watching that, it'd be like insider information. You can kind of know what's coming. You can buy or sell. Your local expertise yep. helping you out with your yep. your investments. Yeah, but, you are, but you are saying diversify and, and, and go into stocks as well, but don't. Absolutely, but you're not you're not going into the, the argument about stocks or real estate. Do one. I don't. Th- I don't do something. Move. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's like it's like Nike. Just do it. Well, Just retirement it. accounts yes. and 401k, obviously. Yes, yeah. I mean I Those think are going to be in stocks. We've right? gone. Yeah, we've gone over the wealth accumulator here before, but and it starts with buy a primary home three times your income, your annual income. That's the first step. The next step is of course then start your 401k and then pay off your debt. You know, that's the accumulator. You got to start, it starts with a home, then it starts with 401k. I believe right. that. Yeah. And I yeah. like your viewpoint a little bit about it. If you're going to buy a home, might as well make it a, a property that you can increase your value and maybe sell it in two years and prepare it that way. Absolutely. You have that time and you have options then because then you can have a rental property, a really good mm-hmm. rental property, 
as well which there's all kinds of tax benefits to that. Absolutely. And, you know, so I hope you've learned a little something today. Uh, You know, you've been listening to The Home Team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton, and, of course, our special guest, Doug Reeves from The Appraisal Shop. And if you have any questions, give us a comment on our Facebook page at uh, The Home Team 512. Also, you can reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or definitely give me a call at 855-299-HOME. We'll see you in just a minute. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk. 1370. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy, Wyatt, and Colton. And we did discuss earlier that uh, Colton is out sick today. So we, in his place, we have superstar Doug Reeves, who is with us from Appraisal Shop. And we are about Texas OU Weekend. And this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where they finance the American dream. Hook them. Hooah! By turning houses into homes. And if you have anything, anything, especially if you want to reach out and talk to us about the Texas OU Weekend, go to our Facebook page at the Home Team 512. You can also reach me at loansfromtroy.com or call me at 855-299-HOME. And, you know, we were just talking and kind of getting going, but this is... uh, it's it's, it's an exciting day. It's, it's exciting different day. this yeah. year. It's yes. different this year. Even Feels la- good. yeah, last year there was a quiet sort of like we got a chance kind of thing, confidence, and we went out and you know beat them. This year, the OU feels good. Texas feels good. It's 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 snappy. <coughs> it's snappy back and forth. I love it. BJ Foster was throughout there that old Jalen needs to figure out how to slide before Saturday. I like <laughs> I actually like that comment, and he does because that's a hard hitter right there. Yeah, you know that's exciting yeah. that uh, our team is wanting. You know because make no mistake, Tom Herman is borderline arrogant. He's very confident in his in his abilities. He's I very like confident it. in his in his players. And if you're not part of the Longhorn Nation, you could take that as arrogance. And his team is starting to feel it cuz they have gone out and played two average football games and and beat two teams. And that's not something this program's been able to do for a half a decade. But they're picking, I think, OU 10.5 yeah. points. Is that right? Yes. 10 and a half. Some, I've even heard. That's, I thought the line was it moved to 14. But I don't think it's going to be that close. That's right. one that I think UT's yeah. going to cover. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I'm. You know me. Wrong oh. team favored. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. You know me. It's going to be a good game. Yes. And I, I think it's it's a, it's an important game, obviously, for Texas. Um, yes. I think they win this game. They have a, a, a pure argument for a playoff bid if, if they win out. Well, this is the first time we go into this game maybe having an advantage on both lines of the scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And that is a – I think that's where it all starts. So what's, what's the injuries look like? Or do we know? Or uh, You know, nothing really – DeAndre Coburn? Yeah, Coburn. He's, he's still playing. He's, he's questioned. He'll be, he'll be a yeah. big 
He'll be a big help if he can play. If he can play, that'd be great. Yeah, but I, I from my understanding, he's going to play. Yeah. I, I don't think that he's not going to play. He's a big war dad. Yeah, I think, I think it's more, this is more of a, oh, you're pretend, you're not going to tell us about your tackle. We're not going to tell you about our tackle. I, I really <laughs> yeah, think that's probably what right. this is. Right? Plan, plan for him to not be there. Yes, yeah, yeah. you know, and so this is exciting. Um, Like I said, uh, so I took my wife to a uh, Texas OU game for the first time like five or six years ago, and we were not supposed to win. At all. It was supposed to be a OU beat down on the University of Texas. And we walked along, and the fans, the OU fans, were just, hey, how are you? Polite. And I looked over my wife. I go, this is not how it's supposed to be. She goes, what do you mean? I go, I go, they're so confident, they're not even picking on us. <laughs> That's not the way it's supposed to be. I've never supposed seen it like, like that. Like, they yell sorry for you. Yeah, and like, now, that was crazy leg case, and we won that game. That was a Charlie true. team? Yes. Yeah. Mm, I remember. And, and we won that game. That was the Mac Brown's last – no, that was Mac Brown's last OU game. Oh. That was his last OU game. And we won that game. And uh, I'm, I was like, oh, yeah. And then we were leaving. And it was so funny. We had a group of uh, uh, Sooners in front of us. And, you know, and I had some sorority guy, uh, UT sorority guys next to us. And they were just giving it to this group. And my wife's like – and I'm like, honey, it doesn't that, – that, that this this is because she always thought you know we're the tea sipping fans and the we're nice fans. and polite and everything else. She had never seen this side of me when it came to football. I was gonna say you were you out there heckling yeah. as well? Oh yes, and you know I the, can see that. Yes. I can see that. I, as yes, well. and these poor little college kids—they've only been in this battle. Yeah, they've only been in this battle uh, for a few years. I've got decades of Texas OU conversations. And comebacks. So yeah, they would right. say something, and I would just oh blah, 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 just roll right back off. And she's like, "Well, I'm from Texas, and you." You know, my, com- my oh no, no, I get it. UT's a hard school to get into. I understand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, just roll in. So you know, these, and my wife's just looking at me. I'm like, I'm like, this is what it's about. This so I is- take it you're going to the game. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, yes. I'm expecting a big game from Roshan Johnson. I am too. Yeah, I am too. If he has a big game, I think that's going to be big for us. I, I, you know, we've talked about him. So, do you think he goes back to the quarterback room? Boy, he sure is a good running back. He is. I That's what I'm saying. I think, sure he's, hurt. I think he's hurt his chances of being a quarterback because he's become a good running back. Yeah. Well, as good as he's adapted, I think he could go back, but why would you? I mean, he's – he. Well, you he, said a best choice that he actually maybe have given himself a, a the ability shot. to go to the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have – you know, he was a good – I think he had a chance to be a good college quarterback because of his style and everything else, but that's not what translates. But he was third string. Yes. Well, he's. Are we going to have Caden Stearns back? Not this game. Maybe next game. Not this game. Well, that who's that little cornerback who was getting some interceptions? Uh, oh, Jamison. Oh no, Jamison. Jamison. Who top ten or top number one ESPN play yeah. of no, Saturday? Really? That was number one. Oh, that was that, yes. That was some strength right there. Yes, he just reached up and Stole grabbed that, that ball, ball between his two hands and just pulled it back. And so he's a young, young, young guy. You know, um, so it looks like he's he's knocked down that spot. So when Jalen Green comes back from his separated shoulder, he he has the chance to slide over, and we may finish out the season with two good corners. That would be great. Yes, it's a it, like I said, a lot of things are going and moving in the right direction. But this is the game that matters because it doesn't matter what happened with Texas and LSU a few weeks ago. Okay, I'm dying. I'm dying. I can't. I can't wait anymore. What do you think the score is going to be for the for the uh, OU Texas game? Oh, I'm going just like last year. I'm thinking it's a it's a low 40s, high thir- or mid 30s. So okay. UT. I'm thinking it's 40, you know, 245, somewhere in there. Okay, close. Uh, you know, 30, 34, somewhere in there. Um, just kind of how this West Virginia game. And it's, I feel it's going to be a lot like last year. I think Texas is going to come out, expose some things, get way up in front, and then not know how to play with the lead. Uh, you know. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's, that's fair enough. That's, I, that's, what that's, what I'm, that's what I'm feeling. Right, and right. it's because 
you know, they've got solid film. The, Todd Orlando is just knows what to do. And what happened was, it, you know, in that fourth quarter, he started, he took his foot off the throat and he started putting guys in there. And I was pointing out that the, wow, he's already got third stringers in the fourth quarter. And the next thing you know, three plays later, it's a tie football game. And so, you know, you know he was not prepared for that. I know he's going to be prepared for that this yep. year. And if and, Sam gets good coverage or good, good protection, I, I think they have definitely a, a, a strong possibility of beating the OU team. I don't see any way they slow Sam down. I just don't see it. And yet Orlando's defense should be able to constrict how much the Sooners score. They'll be scoring less than they have so far this right. year. Right. So that's that's the hopes that we can that our team will be able to still Yes. Now put I put up some points. And, and maybe they uh, he doesn't uh, the quarterback doesn't learn to slide that might help out a little bit as well. <laughs> he's a <laughs> big, Hey, Jalen is a big thick solid kid. Yeah, so it, you know, he, he BJ could go head to head and he may not win that one. We <laughs> he, will he definitely might get hurt. Him, huh? <laughs> we will definitely see. Not uh, if Coburn piles on. Yes, yes. Uh, but you know, but you got to think, you know, uh, you know, everybody's talking and you know, no you oh you gets the notoriety because they're 53 to 15 is their average score for this year. Is it really? But the teams they're playing are like 2 and 12. So they haven't played anyone. You're talking about OU. Yeah. OU. They haven't played. Yeah, this is a good anyone. this is a this is a telltale for them yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, and, and um yes, Oklahoma State lost last week, but I think that had more to do with Texas beating them than than Texas Tech, you know, beating Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a pretty good football team. LSU's a really good football team. You know, Louisiana Tech's, you know, a better than average. Texas has had some relatively good games. We're going to Morgantown. Yeah. LSU for sure. Yeah. For sure, know. yeah. LSU, is, yeah. They're, they're, they're doing very well. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, UT has seen some things. So, they're not, so if they play anywhere near to the ability that they showed against LSU, this, is, this should be a, a very fun and short game. And we should see that that little kid. I wonder how old he is. Crying on TV again. <laughs> I remember him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, with all the memes after. Yes. 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 Oh. yes. Oh. You know. And so, um, but Can't yeah. Wait. Yeah. And uh. so, you know, of course, like we said, with the I think I think the biggest game of the weekend, though, of course, is you know LSU Florida. Um, I think LSU is is on a mission, and I don't think Florida is prepared. Watch, because I watch Florida. Uh, I've seen them play three games now, and I think they're a, a middle. They're that middle group. I think they're kind of that Texas, Georgia, Oklahoma you know, sort of group, uh, Penn State, you know, but, oh, Ohio State, I didn't, we didn't say this earlier, but Ohio State, Alabama, and LSU are the teams right now. Right. Plain and simple. And so I'm excited to see this You're LSU taking Georgia team. out of that, huh? Yeah, I, I just, I've watched Georgia, and, you know, I mean, I just had, they're not to the level the other three are. They still got the hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, not to, they're not to the level the other three are. Fromm's average. I mean, he's doing well, but he's average. Um, the the line is average. You know, the defense is average. Now, they're, let me say, they're above average, but they're not elite. I think there's only three elite teams this year, and that is definitely Ohio State, which I'm a little agitated because that quarterback just shouldn't be playing. You, Clemson, you're taking out altogether, huh? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't think Clemson. I mean, now Clemson is probably going to be there because of their schedule. But they're not an elite team. I mean, those you know, so A and M had to play all three: uh, Clemson, Ooh. Georgia, LSU, Alabama, Auburn. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're not winning at college. And that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that could hurt. Yeah. You, that could hurt anybody's feelings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and the question is for you know A and M is do they does this year 
hurt them for a couple of years or does or is this a selling point hey we yeah we went seven and five six and six but these are the teams we lost to do you want to be we, on tv we yeah. need you to beat those teams sure. you know, that's the selling right. point i yeah. need you to beat them has herman been winning some head-to-heads with them recently oh, oh yeah he has. He has recruiting team. field yeah. he's been winning them all well they're looking good and a&m's not been winning but. yeah you know and herman's offense that big they just <laughs> took a committed aggie receiver and brought him over to the longhorn nation um, a committed Aggie receiver and brought him to the Longhorn Nation um, because of and his, according to his quote, it was what Jake Smith, the true freshman's doing. He's like, I liked watching that kid play. He goes, if he can catch on his field like that, I can be, I can be better than him. So yeah, I mean, he's bringing in some good kids that want to compete, but they also want to play, and you know, so that's exciting. And that's why I think it's important for the Aggies to get a good showing, not winning, but a good showing against Alabama. So. Yeah. Most definitely. And so what is your prediction on the Alabama-Texas game? A&M? A&M game, uh, Alabama by 10. Alabama by 10? Mm-hmm. What do you got? I'm not picking that. <laughs> I'm not picking that because you better let me just stay out of that one. I'll, I'll pick the OU-UT yeah. well, game. What do you got on Texas OU? 42-38 UT. Okay, good. Yeah, UT. he's got a 42-38. 42-38 uh, uh, Longhorns? UT. Yep. Yep. I think I'm, I'm can't. That's about right where I'm at. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. go against us. Is okay. No, no, that's where I'm at. No, UT's winning this. Go Longhorns. <laughs> He's got to pick one of his Go Longhorns. He's got to raise Austin. Go Longhorns. That's right. right. Um, no, Longhorns have this by at least three points. All right, guys, and you've been listening to The Home Team with Troy White and Colton and, of course, our special guest, Doug. Thanks, Troy. Yes, we've had a great time with Doug, and if you have any questions, reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com, and we'll see you next week. Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.